welcome to the Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast, a podcast all about sharing ideas, tips, and strategies to help you develop as a Kidman leader. Thanks for listening to today's episode, featuring a favorite presentation from one of our training experiences. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Developing Leaders Impacting Kids podcast. My name is Joy Hensley, and I'm the training specialist here for International Children's Ministries. Whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a frequent listener here on our podcast, we are glad and excited for you to join us. Show notes from today's episode are available for free download on our website, cogop.org children. Be sure and grab those as a great tool and resource for you to take notes with. Last month, we began a series on kids in crisis, and we're going to be continuing in the same direction for this month. Dr. Maurice Cazell joined us and shared on the topic of helping kids deal with anxiety. We really gleaned so much practical information from our time with him, and we believe that we will be doing the same here today as we talk on another very important topic, which is helping kids deal with depression. Joining us today is our guest, Vernelli Garcia, who we will also be referring to as Elliot. And so before we dig in, I want to take a moment and say hello and thank you for joining us, Elliot. Thank you, Joy. I'm so happy to be here with you. Yeah. So we want to take a moment and we want to share with our listeners just a little bit about you. So Vernelli Garcia has used her personal and career experiences to help spend her life focusing on every ministry faucet she has been able to help with. She was born into a Christian home. Being an only child was not easy, and it still isn't, but she would not trade it for anything in the world. She accepted Jesus as her Savior at the age of five, and at eight years old, she was baptized in water. She is a pastor's kid, but by her own decision, she works in the church, mainly in Sunday school for children and adolescents. She received her education at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology with a Master's in Child and Adolescent Psychology with a BCBA certification. She also holds a bachelor's in psychology and mental health from the University of Puerto Rico. She loves to learn and has different CEUs in a variety of areas like psychological first aid and will soon start her PhD journey. Elliot is serving as a member of the International Children's Ministry Advisory Council and manages the media department at her local church. She currently lives in Puerto Rico. So soon to be doctor. That's super exciting. Uh, And (laughs) nerve-wracking. Yeah, absolutely. So as you know, and as many of our listeners know who have tuned in before, we always begin our time together by asking our guests about how they got involved in their vocation or their ministry. And so we'll do the same today. We're going to talk a little bit about your calling. So Please share with us how the Lord has opened the doors and made it clear to you that this is part of what he has called you to do. Well, I have to say I have an interesting story. While I was in high school many eons ago, well, not really many eons ago, but quite some time, I wasn't planning on studying what I did. As a matter of fact, once I got into the university, God changed my plans completely and stirred me into the direction of psychology, which I never had really considered. My abuela and grandma from my mother's side 
was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and I started my love for psychology and all that neuroscience world because of it. But little did I know that that wasn't the population got wanting me to focus. That personal experience started and molded my passion, but it's not till I get the news that I was graduating from my bachelor's degree six months before I had planned. I thought I needed an extra semester when the guidance counselor told me, no, you're good to go. You can graduate this semester. And what was left of that semester was a month. So you can imagine the planner that I am. I thought I had time to look at graduate programs and make a sound decision and find, you know, find out that um, that time was gone. So I started to panic, thinking I'm not going to be able to start my master's right after graduation. I don't even have a school in mind. What am I going to do? But God never leaves his people. And I would say like in two weeks, I had received an email about a master's program from a university I had never looked at. I decided to reach out to them and ask what were my possibilities, given that I hadn't started the process and the new semester was right around the corner. They said to me that I could start on October, not August, since they work in trimesters. So not only did I get into this amazing school, I got extra vacation time. And it's there where I focus my studies in child and adolescent psychology, and it has helped me tremendously with the work I already started doing with the ministry and my local church in that area. Awesome. So Elliot, we'll begin our time by talking about depression because many times we don't associate the word depression with kids. We think of kids always being just happy, fun-loving, mm -hmm. innocent. So can you give us a little insight on what depression is and how we can even kind of see it manifest in kids? Of course. Well, I think a lot of times people think of depression as sort of a one-size-fits-all kind of diagnosis, and it's not like that. Every case is different. If we look at the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorder, or the DSM for short, so keep in mind, I'll be mentioning DSM a lot, which is basically the Bible for psychologists and therapists on sort of all the different psychiatric diagnoses that we may encounter. It tells us that the basic manifestations of a depressive disorder in children and teens are similar to those in adults, but are related to typical concerns of children, such as schoolwork and play. The DSM outlines that in order to be diagnosed with depression, an individual must experience five or more of the symptoms during the same two-week period. The symptoms are feeling sad or irritable, loss of interest or pleasure in almost all the activities, decrease or increase in weight, insomnia or hypersomnia, fatigue or loss of energy, decreased ability to think, concentrate, and make choices, recurrent thoughts of death and, and or suicidal ideation, and feelings of worthlessness or excessive inappropriate guilt. Most of the times, children are unable to explain their inner feelings or moods, and we have to view how they perform at school and how they're acting out. An important thing we need to take in, into consideration is that the predominant mood in a child with depression is irritability rather than sadness. This is a major difference between the adult and the child with depression. Having said that, I want to share a few lines from actual children and teens and their take on depression. And here goes. 
depression is not just like sadness. It's like a lot of things. It's stress, tiredness. When someone took my toy and never gave it back, you have no energy when you're depressed and you're just like don't want to do anything. And last but not least, I feel like my stomach starts hurting. These are just a few examples, but as you can see, in their own words, they are in fact speaking to a few of those symptoms mentioned in the DSM. Interesting. I think we do associate that word sadness with depression. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. just like a little emoji we all picture in our heads. So I think it's good to kind of note that irritability is a a telltale sign. Exactly. Um, You just mentioned a lot of signs and symptoms. So I want to ask, what are some ways that we as children's ministers can take note of what is happening in the lives of the kids that we serve? I think the utmost important thing we can do is listen. I know it's hard because as children's ministers, we sometimes have the kids for only once a week. And in some cases, twice a week, either on Sunday school or a midweek midweek service. But take the time to know your kids. Ask them about their day or weekend. Once you get to know them, you'll be able to spot when something isn't quite right with them. Let's say, for example, Billy comes every Sunday school, cheerful, and talks about what he did or what he had for breakfast and what he's doing at school. But lately, he seems distant. When asked about food, he says he hasn't been enjoying it. You notice him less cheerful than usual. And you have this report with him so you can follow up by asking him if there's something bothering him and also letting the parents know that you've noticed that your belly hasn't been quite, you know, as joyful as usual. All right. Perfect. Now, we always want to point children back to scripture. And as you know, the great thing about the Bible is that there have been men and women who have lived before us. And so we can listen and we can learn from them. So I wanted to ask, do you have any stories that come to mind that might help children who are facing depression? Also, what scripture verses should we use to help children be aware um, as we are teaching and training? I love, love this question because many times people give you the side look of, oh, here they go. They're talking about psychology. But little did they know that we can find a lot of the disorders we see on the Bible. And I love making the connection. And I try each time to, that I'm giving a conference to end up with scripture. Because for me, of course, there's no better way. And the Bible should be the foundation for everything. Mm-hmm. So I think all of our listeners have heard the story of Jonah especially in the children's ministry. That one in particular is like a big one to talk about. No pun intended. We all know the story. (laughs) So after God called Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach to the people, he fled as far away as he could. And after a storm at sea, being swallowed by a giant fish, and then being saved and given a second chance, he obeyed. He decided to obey. So he preached God's message to the people of Nineveh. God's mercy reached out to all the people who turned to him. And that's about it. We don't go further into a story. Mm-hmm. But there's one more chapter. There's chapter four. And that tells us that Jonah, instead of rejoicing, he got mad. And it says in verse three, Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. And then after even God reached out to him, 
with great compassion, he responded in verse 9, I am angry enough to die. And even though there's not much more detail, those two sentences in particular are pretty serious and they caught my eye. So we can say that Jonah had somewhat depression. And if we view his story with the list from the DSM, we can see that there's a few of the symptoms listed there. So this is just to show you that we can in fact find psychology in the Bible. But I would like to finish this question in particular with two verses. There's Proverbs 12, 25. It mentions depression directly. And I found that the New King James Version actually uses the words. It says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. That's a good place to begin. Those two lines provide both a diagnosis and a prescription that can help people grow beyond depression. I also like the Passions translation because it expands on that second part. It says, anxious fear brings depression, but a lifelong giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. And last but not least, Matthew 11 verses 28 and 29. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I mean, what a wonderful passage. I mean, what better refuge than God's hands? Absolutely. And as you were talking about Jonah, I actually was thinking about another person in the Bible who we might would consider depressed. And I had this conversation at a camp the other week. We're talking about Elijah, about we find him sitting under the tree, Mm -hmm. literally sad, depressed, all alone by himself. So I think it's really cool that we can point kids to that and let them know that they're not alone in that that fight and in that struggle. So I wanted to ask next, how can we as children's ministers come alongside of parents and families who have children that are struggling with depression? If there hasn't been a diagnosis yet, the first thing we need to do is learn how to recognize the warning signs. And I'm going to mention them in a little bit, but I do want to do a little disclaimer that this podcast is not equal to therapy. (laughs) We're not licensed here to give any diagnosis. And if you do feel some resonance with what you've heard or will hear, we encourage you to reach out and seek professional, a professional in your area. That being said, here are the warning signs. Low self-esteem, withdrawal, lack of interest, hopelessness, academic decline, drastic changes in eating habits, too little or too much, feeling guilty and ashamed, lack of energy and motivation, fatigue and aches, thoughts of suicide and death. Now, once we've established the signs It is our job to encourage the parents to seek professional help. We will talk in a little bit what we can do once there is a diagnosis. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, As we know, this year, COVID, we seem to talk about it a lot. Like it's like the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So this year has created a lot of isolation and separation socially for many of us. So how do you see the social barriers coming into play? Um, Do you think there's any connection because of this to depression in children? 
I, I do, I agree. I mean, these last two years, well, it's history being made. And sadly, we are seeing the repercussions of how the isolation and the pandemic is affecting not only the kids, but adults as well. According to a statistic shared by the CDC, the percentage of reported symptoms from January till June of 2019, this is six months in 2019, was an 11%. While this year, 2021, only the month of January was 41%. So nearly a quarter of people in the US are experiencing symptoms of depression. That's nearly three times the number before the pandemic began. This just tells us that this is the time to talk about mental health. It's time to let go of the past notions that asking for help in this area is frowned upon. We all have situations we need to learn how to deal with and what better way than asking for help. Mm -hmm. All right, so Elliot, I have a question. If we know that a child in our ministry has been diagnosed or they present these symptoms, what are some ways that we can come alongside of them and encourage them um, as the community of faith? How do we act and respond? Well, earlier we were talking about what to do before, but now since there's an actual diagnosis, we can help in the form of be giving them emotional support. It can be in the form of spending quality time with them, listening to them, acknowledging their struggles. The important thing here is to always be open to listening. I can't stress this enough. You might think it's a simple task, but oh boy, when it truly, when it's done right, it truly works. We have to avoid the mentality of trying to fix things. We just need to be there for them. In a conversation, we tend to start thinking of what, what's our response going to be while the other person is talking. No, take a break, really listen to them. Once they are receiving professional help, our job is to let them know they are not alone and that we encourage and support their mental health journey. Awesome. As we know, depression also impacts adults and even us as ministry leaders mm -hmm. can be prone and exposed to, to be fighting this type of battle. So for those listening today, what advice might you have for us as to how we can even fight this battle in our own personal and it even affects, as you know, our spiritual life? I mean, same way, acknowledge your feelings. Stop thinking that asking for help in this area is wrong. Go back to this podcast and write down those warning signs we were talking about. We have to start as a community to see mental health as the same as, well, let's say, for example, going to the dentist. We all need to go to the dentist at least twice a year. Mm -hmm. I like that comparison. Absolutely. Now, counseling and therapy, sometimes they're looked down upon in the church. Um, I don't know if it's so much now as it used to be, but for a child or person who is depressed, as you know, this may be a great part and a great tool for their healing and recovery. So what advice or suggestions would you recommend for the minister or parent who is trying to look for someone? I know even as a children's pastor, I've had parents reach out to me about, you know, counseling and therapy for their families or even just for their child. So what advice would you share with us? Yes, this is an important question. We've been talking throughout this entire podcast, the importance of recognizing the need of seeking professional help. Sadly, to this day, the topic of mental health carries sort of a, like a shame to many people. 
And little by little, with podcasts like these, articles, conferences, and simply talking about it, acknowledging that we all need a little extra help, especially with the year we all had, it's one of the steps towards changing that mentality and viewing mental health as a necessary and vital part of our lives. Reach out to your local church. There are many mental health workers that are Christians, so someone is bound to know someone that can help in that area. Absolutely. And I wanted to also ask, do you have any resources or recommendations that you would like to share, kind of just as a conclusion, that maybe we could add as a great asset to our resource library? Of course. I have a saying, and it's that technology is our friend. We have in our hands an amazing tool that if we used wisely and properly, we can learn about anything, you know, literally anything. So we need to see and use the internet as a tool. We can type in any search engine the specific words to what we want. In this case, we were talking about depression. So we would type depression in kids. I would add the word Christian to narrow down the search. And we will find a variety of articles, books, and sites that will start to lead you towards your first step. Also, there's lifeway.com. It has an excellent variety of books concerning this topic. You have to click on books, then Christian living, and then under another subcategory, there's life issues, and you can choose the topic. There's one for depression. Now, for my Spanish-speaking speaking people that are listening, there's an awesome site called E625, and you can visit by typing the letter E and then the numbers 625.com, and once you're there, there's like a magnifying glass or una lupa on the right corner, and you can type in depresión, depression in Spanish. And there are a few articles concerning the topic that I find are helpful in the ministry. And last but not certainly not least, I am excited about sharing this particular resource because I found it on the White Wing Christian Bookstore. I know, and as many of our listeners know, that's our very own bookstore. And I have to say, I love being part of the Kogop family. It's awesome. So if you type whitewingbooks.com, you will see there are different tabs like home, about us, contact us. There is one in particular that says coping with COVID-19. You will click on that and you're going to see there's a digital book. It's instant download called Helping Families Cope with the COVID-19 Pandemic. We talked earlier that we, well, we lived these past two years has affected us. And while it isn't directly about depression, I think it is a great way to start the conversation of what we've been through. It's a booklet about five lessons, and it's obviously Christ-centered and age-appropriate for children 6 through 12. I highly recommend it, and I, sa- and I saved the best for last. It's totally free. So go ahead and download it. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I don't want to throw you too far off, but I do have a question, if you're okay with me asking. Go ahead. question that we didn't talk about before we got on here. Um, I just want to ask about medication and what your views were with that. Um, A lot of times, even in the Christian field, especially, you know, we have stigmas about medication and especially when it comes to kids. And I just want to know, like, do you have any thoughts in regards to medication and dealing with kids with depression or? Yeah. I mean, personally, 
Medication to me is the last resort. I know and there's sometimes that it's needed because, for instance, on some disorders, there's um, a chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you do need medication. So on those cases, I'm like, yeah, if medication is needed, go right ahead. But personally, I do. It's not my first option, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, you know, like. I don't frown upon it. It's just not my first option, but there's definitely cases that it's needed. Yeah, I know specifically at my church, like we have parents, they wrestle with that, like whether or not, I mean, it's a road, it's a hard decision to make regarding your children and, and their future. So I just wanted to, to kind of yeah, throw of it out there. Um, I mean, well, I, I would say just get different opinions because mm-hmm. if you're not 100% sure, there other doctors go go ahead and, and look for other options if you're not 100% sure absolutely well thank you Elliot for your time today and thank you to all of our listeners for joining us again be sure and view today's show notes on our website cogop.org children we look forward to continuing our series on kids in crisis and pray that you will find these resources helpful to your church and the ministries you serve Until next time, friends. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To download today's show notes or to learn more about our certification program, training intensives, and institutes of children's ministry, visit our website, cogop.org slash children.